0: To us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Isaiah's words were spoken in a day of great spiritual darkness. Those words pierced the darkness on the night Jesus was born. Today, those same words still pierce the darkness for every soul who would believe into our sorrow, into our pain, into our confusion, into our loneliness. Unto us a child is born. Amen and Merry Christmas from Vertical. We are glad you're here with us today to celebrate the birth of our Savior. What a glorious time it is and what an essential time for us as the people of God to gather to remember this season and where our hope lies amen the world is in need of hope today and we are the only people on the entire planet who have the answer to say where that hope lies and it is in jesus christ alone amen amen we think about this day we think about where christmas began we think about bethlehem we think about uh, shepherds keeping watch over their flock by night and angel appearing to them and then many angels appearing to them and them running to see in this little town of Bethlehem that was small and seemingly insignificant. Yet as much as we like to think that Bethlehem is where Christmas began, it's really not. We might think, well, it's because it began in the manger. It was there that Mary and Joseph saw the Son of God be born. It was there that the shepherds came running. And as much as we would like to think it was in the manger that the place where Christmas began, it's really not. You might say, well, it had to be Nazareth then. It had to be the place where the angel appeared to Mary and would tell her that she would give birth to a son that would be the Son of God. And there would be many who would later say, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Surely this is the place that Christmas began. No, Christmas did not begin in Bethlehem or a manger or Nazareth. Christmas began in heaven because it was there that King Jesus on his throne saw you and saw me in our sin, saw us in the darkness, saw a land without hope, And with the Father's word stood up from his throne and humbled himself and became like you and I on planet earth. Christmas began in heaven. It would be here, yes, that a baby would be born who would fulfill everything that Isaiah said in prophecy some almost 800 years later. Isaiah 9 is one of the most familiar Christmas passages, and it tells us about this king who would be born a child. Christmas began in heaven on a throne because the story comes to earth, and then it ends or continues with Jesus on a throne. Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and the peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from this time forward, even forever." The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Jesus was born and Jesus will one day be a ruling king on planet earth as heaven takes up residence here and he becomes everything that Isaiah prophesies. Oh, he will be the wonderful counselor. He will be the mighty God He will be to us the everlasting Father. And he will be, as we'll see tonight, the Prince of Peace. Jesus is all of this today to us. But there's coming a day when he will be this in physical form. We will see him as he is, and we will reign with him, those who have put their faith in him. Amen? We think about the Prince of Peace. It's the Hebrew words, sar shalom. The one who comes to bring peace. And as much as you and I like to think of this as some beautiful language about a beautiful baby born in a very small town in an insignificant place, the words here for prince of peace are not as much beautiful as much as they are passionate. Because they are the words used to describe a mighty conquering soldier, a valiant one who comes to win in battle, the prince who brings peace. Well, why would this prince need to come and bring peace? Because you and I had entered into a battle and we had lost. You and I had entered into life thinking we could figure it all out. You and I entered into life thinking we could somehow make sense of this whole thing. We tried going our own way. We tried going our own path. We tried figuring it all out. We tried covering our sin. We tried denying there was a God. And as a result of all of that, we lost in the battle. Because that is what sinners do. We try to justify ourselves. We try to make our own way. We try to figure it all out. We thought all we needed was a little religion to tack on to our life and everything would be okay. And none of that has panned out for us. None of that works. What it does is it makes people who are already miserable more miserable because they try to tack on some religion to their life instead of coming to the one who is the prince of peace to solve every issue in their life. And as a result, we found ourselves not just losing the battle, but we found ourselves taken captive in the battle. We found ourselves oppressed, controlled, imprisoned, taken captive by our sin, cut off from those that we love, cut off from the presence of God Himself, cut off because we went our own way, did our own thing, denied the need. For our Lord, and as a result, we found ourselves caught and enslaved in our sin. And so, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, came to enter the battlefield. He came to do what we couldn't do, He came to fight the one we couldn't fight, He came to do what we could never have accomplished because this one who enslaved us has lied to us, this one who has taken us captive. Oh, he's the voice of the enemy today that tells you this one in heaven, this God is not really good. That he's not really gracious. That he's not really capable. That he's not really going to save us. That he's not really enough. That you've got to figure this whole thing out on your own. This is what the liar, the enemy does. He's the one who takes people captive because he whispers lies about our father. He's the accuser of the brethren. And he is the one who has taken planet earth captive because of his lies. And for this reason, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, enters the battle. He enters the battlefield. And he comes to fight in a way that you and I could never fight. He comes with truth. He comes with love. He comes with grace. And he walks on planet Earth. And he never yields. He never bows. He never gives in to temptation. He stands strong. He stands with love. And he calls out those who oppress others. And he says, I have come. To set the captives free. This is our Jesus. And he shows up on the scene as the prince of peace. And at the time we were powerless and when we were weak and we were enslaved and we were caught. He was loving us. He was living righteously. <clears throat> righteously. And then in one of the most surprising moves in scripture. Jesus comes to the moment where he faces the enemy, where he is arrested, where he is beaten, where he is whipped, where he is imprisoned, and he is sentenced to die. And in the moment where he could have stopped all that was against him, In a moment when he could have won the battle by his word calling down angels from heaven, Jesus did the unthinkable. He yielded his rights. He laid down his life. He was silent before all of those who accused him and they led him astray to be crucified on a cross. This was the prince of heaven, And there he willingly laid down his life. In so doing, he masterfully, wisely, with the counsel of heaven behind him and the power of God on him, he died. His body was put into a tomb. And he, while his body was there, entered into to the very throne room of heaven and poured out his blood for you and for me so that our sin could be paid for, so that our guilt could be removed so that the condemnation and the rejection could be removed from you, so that you could choose to repent of your ways and believe in him, and you could have his victory, and he would then be the prince who won the battle to secure your soul and my soul so that we could enter into heaven and be a child of God. This is our prince. This is what this little baby Jesus would be born to do. This is why Isaiah would say of him, he is our prince of peace. He brings a settling to our soul that all the religious performance in the world could never bring you. No amount of church attendance, no amount of giving your money, no amount of trying to do good, could bring peace between us and God. But Jesus makes the way and he offers it to us by faith. And so scripture would say, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He makes the way for us to have peace. Now I know today, as we live our lives, we all have parts of our life today that are not peaceful. Our world is not peaceful today. There's great tension, there's great conflict. But it's in this moment that we, as the people of God, hold to the one that we know has made peace with God for us. Because this same king who got off of his throne to come to us, will one day establish his throne on planet Earth. And when he does, he will bring righteousness and he will rule and reign. Every knee and every tongue, every knee will bow every tongue will confess that he is Lord. And we wait for that day And in the same way that Isaiah prophesied that he would be born, Isaiah prophesied that he will return and we wait for that day and that hope brings peace. That hope settles my soul. That hope settles me when I'm watching the chaos unfold around us in our world today. When I watch what is happening even in our own nation I cry out to the one who is the prince of peace and I say come quickly Lord Jesus to bring peace upon planet earth. It is our prayer that this night would be one in which we remember that in the time we were in darkness God sent his son that we might have a prince of peace. It is our prayer that you would know this Jesus today that you would know him deeply in your own soul and know the peace that he has for you with the Father, that you might walk in that peace, that you might live in that peace of knowing he is for you, he is with you, and he calls us to walk with him. And one day he will return as our Prince of Peace. Amen? Amen. I'd ask you to bow your heads at this time. Father, I thank you that while we were without hope, while we were still sinners, you sent your son to die for us. That while we were struggling in our sin, caught in our guilt, stuck in our darkness, confused and without hope, You sent your son to be a gift to us, born unto us. And Father, I pray that each one of us in this room would know this season that you have deeply, eternally loved us and given unto us one who brings peace. I speak peace over this room, over every family over every couple, over every individual, that whatever chaos or conflict might be attempting to reign, that instead the very spirit of peace would fill every heart, every marriage, and every home. I thank you this is only possible because of the one who is our Prince of Peace. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. You received a candle when you came in tonight. I'd ask you to take that now. The candle candle is a symbol of light and hope. It reminds us of the Lord Jesus, who was born as light for the world. And tonight, we share this light with one another, because that's what he invites us to do, to love one another, to speak peace to one another. And just as in a moment this room will be filled with light, it's our prayer that the light of the gospel, the gospel of peace, would fill our world and bring hope and peace. Amen? Amen. Amen.